Welcome to Friday Night Party Line. I'm your host, Victor Frost, and tonight we have got a gaggle of good guests. Starting from uh, from boldest to hairiest, we've got Adam. Hey, Adam. I'm not sure how I feel about that, but hi. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you wear you wear the you wear the uh, the baldness well. You do look. It, it, sometimes you choose the baldness. Sometimes baldness chooses you. I'm pretty sure baldness most of the time chooses you. <laughs> yeah, it started to, and then I just shaved my head and taught that fucker a lesson. Well, sure, hell, sure as hell hasn't chosen me. That, that's that's more of a uh, you can't fire me, I quit kind of uh, option yes. for hair. Yes. <laughs> Next on the line is Scott Johnson. Hey, Scojo. Hey, wait a minute. If we're going by body hair. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I think you still win, Scott. I think you. <laughs> I mean, just because I don't have a giant beard right now doesn't mean I don't have a lot of hair. Well, why don't you have a giant beard right now? Because it got over seventy degrees one day. <laughs> <laughs> beard is life, Scott. Beard is life. Yeah, for me, it's beard is under forty degree temperatures for a long period of time. <laughs> Does it really make that much of a difference? Because when I had more of a beard, I didn't notice any difference when I shaved it. Well, I find when I run, I don't really like sweating through my beard very much. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's unpleasant to say. Yeah, that. yes, it is. <laughs> Not that you can tell I'm real running right now, but I'm about to, I just start doing that again. <laughs> and, of course, Still we have Chirba. Marathon, hey, Chirba. Hi. 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 How you doing, man? Oh, yeah. You know, fucking pretty good. Starting to cool off down there, or is it still warm? It's always warm. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> this is coming from the guy who complains that it's starting to cool down during winter. <laughs> or rather, summer. Yes, exactly. Because if it is below 20 degrees, it is starting to get cold. <laughs> yeah. I, f- I actually found out quite a while back that uh, a friend of mine who moved to LA, he was getting heat stroke quite a lot when he arrived. <laughs> he was horrified to find out that the same temperature in LA that was giving his giving him heat stroke is what my air conditioner is set to. <laughs> uh, uh, so we've got some good topics tonight. Uh First of first and uh, foremost, let's start with um, Scott Johnson's particular vice to talk about election stuff. We had the Democratic debate last night. Scojo, what'd you think? What? It's an election year? Uh, <laughs> an election decade. Do, do not do not play coy with me. We know that this is wait, your there's uh, a, this is there's, your a uh, there's a primary on the Democratic side. I wouldn't know. Like uh, who, who's paying attention to that anymore? <laughs> Isn't it Trump? Like. 95% of the time now. Well, I mean there have been some uh some rather uh interesting barbs thrown between uh Bernie and uh Hillary last night. That was kind of interesting. Well, that yeah. interesting. It's a pretty I mean, stark was... contrast compared to like, you know, five or six debates ago. Well, it is kind of sad. I mean, here's the sad part. The Democratic debates are very full of policy and, uh, like, wonkish policy, plus, like, you know, civil debate for the most part. I mean, occasionally they get into, like, your normal zings towards each other, but, like, comparatively to what you're seeing on the GOP side, even me, somebody who finds almost everything that they're talking about on the GOP side abhorrent, is more likely to watch the GOP debate just because I'm more interested in a dumpster fire. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's like you know, what the Democrats are saying. It's like, oh, that's actually very interesting and relevant, and I would have a tough time choosing between the two candidates. And then you look at the Republicans, and it's like, I could watch a really interesting debate, but I kind of know what they're going to say. I'd rather watch the uh, the unknown here and see who's going to maybe, – maybe Trump will actually try and shoot someone on stage. <laughs> or he'll tell one of his supporters to. <laughs> yeah, and then they will, and then he'll be like, it's not my fault. <laughs> sure, I told them to, but ultimately they're responsible for their own actions. <laughs> I mean, uh, so I mean, what I saw. I mean, obviously, I've I kind of lean towards Clinton. I like I like Sanders and I like his ideas. But I mean, her major point through the debate was, Sanders, you're really good at. Why do I hear all these punches? Is that me? <laughs> Punches? No. Yeah, I don't know how something's going wrong with my sound. But anyway, point is... <laughs> oh, I thought you were still commenting on the debate. I, I thought you were being like really subtly snarky and sarcastic. Yeah, I, I thought no, so no. too. You <laughs> know that, that stupid video of a, a first-person Daredevil uh, <laughs> uh, game actually has sound effects in it. It's actually fighting oh. in the curve. Oh, <laughs> but I you see. don't see anything. So I didn't even know it was running because it's just a black screen. <laughs> So anyway, back right to the serious commentary. Um, my point was that uh, you know Bernie is really good at diagnosing the problem, and that's what it seemed like Hillary's major point was. Like, yeah, we agree on the diagnosis, but diagnosing the problem isn't that hard, especially when you're a Democrat looking at these and you're coming up with Democratic answers. But actually coming to some solution that's actually going to get through like a Republican House or or even like getting through the Democrats that, you know, that you would end up having to elect to get those majorities. <laughs> yeah. um, I think uh, she had better answers. Like, for example, no one particularly likes fracking, but fracking's better than coal. It's better than oil. Mm-hmm. And it's a transition fuel. And, like, she's like, if you ban fracking, these people are going to go back to coal and oil. You, what you do is you get people off fracking and you encourage people to get on renewable resources. I, I mean, you, you know, you get people off oil and get and uh, not gas oil and coal and you uh, you transition them on the gas and then you get them to the next step but it's still better than what they were doing uh, so I mean it's just you know it's all or nothing with a lot of uh, Bernie's uh, ideas and that's mm-hmm. where he kind of loses me yeah I mean in a New York Times one of the big highlights about the debate was that they said it th- this debate is really about realism versus revolution which i think really perfectly summarizes the the big contrast between hillary and bernie mm-hmm. well one thinks they can work within the system to make incremental change over time and the other one thinks that they can just like tear it down but i mean i just don't see evidence that there is uh on the democratic side that there is this giant groundswell of people that really just want to tear everything apart usually the democratic party is the party of kind of at least in modern times, we've been the party of governing. You know, like, we'll make this work. I, I think that part of what makes the, the debate sort of interesting to me is that I sort of like thinking about the future. So, for example, if Bernie wins, let's say he takes the whole thing and he ends up being the president, I think that unless his momentum carries into the next election, and, or, and by by that I mean the uh, the congressional election and the senatorial elections. Right. And the people who vote for him also vote in a Democrat majority into the Congress and the Senate. I I don't think that he will get as much done because I think he's going to end up facing four years of absolute 
GOP obstructionism do nothing no matter what because he's a secret Muslim because we're so used to saying that. <laughs> I yeah, think I mean, that unless unless he can convert his momentum now into another two years of of momentum, right. I think that it'll end up being four years of doing nothing because the GOP will stop him from doing anything at all. I also think that, you know, he is, the expectations are so high. I mean, just think of those small, I mean, not even the crazy things that Obama was saying and <laughs> the, the just the feeling that he got nothing accomplished by 2010 caused, you know, a giant Tea Party wave backlash with just the little that he was able to accomplish. I can't even imagine the size of the backlash that would be hitting us otherwise. <laughs> Did you did you see the NPR article about the freshman uh, Tea Partiers who are retiring, like they're not running for another another election, another position? They just they just sort of stopped. They were like, "Oh, it's hard." <laughs> it was it was a pretty. I'm gonna see if I can pull it up here. But basically, a, a bunch of the freshmen, a bunch of the freshman Tea Partiers were like, "Oh, you know, it's kind of hard and it requires a lot of work, and we feel like we made our point, and now we want to go home." Like, yeah, Marco, Marco, Marco Rubio was one of those people. He's like, oh, man, I really hate the Senate. Done. <laughs> it's, the, uh, it's the NPR uh, article from Morning Edition. House, of, House GOP's 2010 Tea Party class heads for the exits. Yeah, that's it. Man, pretty- politics is a bit like sex when you're on that side of it. When it gets hard, that's when you want to keep going. well I just I thought it was hilarious because in that article they were complaining about oh there's all this gridlock and we never get anything done and it's like oh well gee gee I wonder how that happened (laughs) who is who has the ability I wonder to end gridlock by doing nothing and starting to do something hmm Hmm. (laughs) and it's pretty clear that these guys thought that they were going to have a free ride and be like oh I can do minimal work and just make you know $200,000 a year doing jack and squat because that's what I want to do oh wait it requires actual work besides just saying no all the time eh that's too hard I'm going to go back home and they call millennials entitled now now they have now they get um, now they can go work in uh, you know like the banking industry or whatever with their uh, new contacts and be a lobbyist yeah what could possibly go wrong (laughs) see getting back to getting back a step or two the thing with Bernie and his momentum right now is that it's it's not going to last even if he does win if he does win we're going to end up with all of the Sanders people the ideologically pure super hardcore you know fucking let's go Bernie people turning away from Bernie and looking at Congress and if they think Hillary is literally fucking Hitler, they should meet uh, Congress. Uh, <laughs> uh, I well, think that's they right. are the never, ever, ever going to turn their support to the majority of like Congress people and shit like that. And they're sure right. as hell never going to get like just some newbies who agree with their ideology in because they don't have the national momentum. They've only got the local momentum, and so far they're not really doing so well at local momentum either. Right, and I think I think the other problem is that, like like I said, I like Sanders, and I I'm still unsure of who I'm going to vote for. But looking at him and looking at his supporters, and especially the purists. <laughs> really, both of you. <laughs> so, well, he's my. <laughs> Um, so I think that what what'll happen is I think it'll have they'll have problems turning that into into senatorial and congressional uh wins because I don't think they're gonna find enough 
people who are who to run who are enough like Sanders and who aren't you know because they have that bar of oh it's Sanders or nobody you know or it's Hillary Clinton is the devil there are a lot of people who are more Clintony who would still be great for the Democrat Party in Congress but you'd still have to make that compromise you have to be like look you're not going to get you know 47 other Bernies in right. Congress at once unless you've got some sort of really interesting cloning program in which case I still <laughs> wouldn't do that because that'd be weird. You know, it's like, I don't think that, I think that they're too adamant in their in their beliefs of their one candidate to actually have that translate to anybody else, which I think is, is why, that's the only thing that's like, I'm iffy about if it's going to be Clinton or Bernie for me. Not Trump, despite what Scott and Scott have put in their, <laughs> in their lower thirds. I will never vote for that monstrosity. I mean, that, it's... That homunculus... <laughs> I mean, it's really great that that a candidate like Bernie can get as far as he has, but recognize that he is this really rare bird, and that there's really who is visited by birds. (laughs) Who is visited by birds? I love the art that came out. That's like basically Bernie Sanders as a Disney princess. (laughs) It was amazing to me. (laughs) I read out the ones that had him as a bird, so it's Bernie Sanders. (laughs) Bernie Sanders. But um, he's he's just he's not gonna you're not gonna get enough you're not gonna get more politicians like that to be able to take control of Congress to a way that will make his very very radical ideas great ideas but very radical ideas actually enact radical dude enactable (laughs) into law okay. Wait a minute, I think, radical I ideas like <laughs> universal healthcare and free university and radical the for the United States. The yeah, because if you, I mean, if you had suddenly, suddenly single player single payer healthcare, that would be <laughs> such a shake up, and so many people would lo- who have a lot of money would suddenly lose a lot of money. Not that I have any problem with that, but I think that would be that, that is considered radical. I mean, it'd be so different and such a shakeup from what we currently have. Same thing with the, the college thing; uh, you'd have some private colleges sweating oh, a lot. Well, I mean, and, yeah. but keep but take into consideration that, for example, the California State University system was free up until I think the um, I think in nineteen eighty eight. 1988 or 1991 somewhere around there and it was it was totally free up until that point yeah. but also don't uh, don't forget a lot of people or a lot of places rather that people hold up as examples of oh this place has free college and they find it really easy college isn't actually free <laughs> you're still paying for it well, yeah, and I mean, you have and to pay your thing- books and stuff that's the thing that also, like, I've seen a lot of people bitching, like, oh, well, Bernie's just going to give away free stuff and he's going to raise your taxes. It's like, yes, but <laughs> my taxes will go up, like, maybe 2 or 3%, and the guy who's paying nothing will suddenly have to start paying his taxes at a rate that will actually make him pay for more than me and that's better for everybody it's especially you know especially people who don't have a lot of money and that's the thing that i think a lot of them so many of these people are like oh well you know if i'm paying 50 percent of my income in taxes there's no way i can live and it's my money and i should be able to do with whatever that i want with it 
and I think that they're they're very it's a very small picture that they're looking at. They're not looking at beyond their own paycheck and what would happen past that. Well, like, I mean, it, it's the, even worse than that because the big problem that a lot that I see after talking personally with people who have an issue with you know rich with the really rich people's taxes suddenly going up is that these these people that i talk to they're not particularly rich they're not particularly well off but what it is is that they see themselves becoming rich without having a clear plan as to how to actually get there and so they're trying to guard against their their future selves as opposed to the selves the person people that they are now yeah and that was one of the things that i had to explain to somebody some guy was complaining and he was like what if i, if I make this much money i'm gonna be paying 50 percent." i'm like dude do you make that much money do you make over a million dollars a year or a 10 billion dollars a year or are you making like 40 grand because <laughs> one of those is going to get taxed a lot and one of them you're probably not going to notice the difference all that much mm-hmm. if you're living paycheck to paycheck on 40 grand a year you're doing something wrong or you're living in New York City. Uh-oh. I'm starting to notice something that is actually uh, pretty politically relevant in the most recent GOP debate. Um, Scott Johnson, you have su- you suddenly now have uh, tiny hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kaylee's a little sad. Oh, oh, look at that. Put him. Oh, with the, with the pigtails, too. Yeah. yeah so cute. We can't wait to embarrass her with this video in about <laughs> 15 years. Yep. Yep. Thoroughly enjoy it. You hear that, Kaylee? Sh- We're planning ahead. I We're planning start- to embarrass you. <laughs> I feel like I should make a, a Kaylee tag for guests on the show. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, She's um, so embarrassed. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, moving on to the uh, to the next uh, topic, Me Tomo. It's that thing I can't I can't seem to bring myself to get that excited about, but everybody else in my social media circle <laughs> seems to be. Uh, it is. I, don't know, uh, I, in, it's, I installed it. it. Yeah. What does it do? What is it? <laughs> like it looks like a little. Is it? Is it? You take your me and do stuff with it. Is that it? No. It's like a secret it, sharing game. It's kind of like your me does stuff on its own and you talk to it and you t- it's like you're building a um i mean if nintendo wanted to within like five years market a uh a um a uh virtual representative representative for yourself like something that could answer your emails and talk to stuff i'd say this would be the the front the forebearer of it collecting all the information to handle it <laughs> that's no that's sort of like when they tried to sell me on cortana they were like this is di- this digital assistant all you have to do is tell it what to do and it'll do stuff for you i'm like what's that the- sounds kind of interesting wait what's the tell like, cortana's awesome give it literally every piece of information that you could possibly want to deal with oh, and, oh by the way oh, um, we through that information anytime we want i was like uh no i didn't realize that's all bullshit right yeah that is all that's bullshit. what it said that's what i said in the when i was reading the uh the what was it the NDA or whatever? Not the NDA, the uh, user agreement. It was like I understand that it's probably not the spirit of the thing. That they're probably not interested in going into literally every detail of my life and like having some guy at Microsoft be like, "Oh, let's flip through his stuff." And I, but to me, it, the thing that that's not flags is that it's connected to uh, advertising. And I have a sneaking suspicion that you know you Microsoft can sh- have no problem connecting Cortana into ads and advertising to me on my computer but, in ways I would rather not have. Yeah, them but do. there's like one switch that you have to flick to make that you know 
pers- quote unquote personalized al- advertising no longer exist. Yes, and I did that, and then it said that Cortana needed that to work. So then yeah. I just shut everything down. My my, <laughs> that little switch is off for me, and Cortana works just fine. Interesting, but like I said, it's it's one of those things where I feel like they could at any point just decide to change their minds and then be like, you know what, we'd rather data mine people. <laughs> I'm probably paranoid, and it probably will never happen. But you know, I also don't use the the voice activated thing that much anyhow. So that's a big point. Anyhow, back I'm, to the meanwhile, I'm collecting my uh, my daily Mitomo bonus. <laughs> I just did. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, what is it? What is pretty it fun. It's just like a, it's just a dumb little question answering game. game, basically combined with a dress-up game where you can dress up your <laughs> me in dumb clothes. It also makes these hilarious pictures um, every day, every time you sign in, because there's like this photo of the day. It's like, wait, who are you yeah. fighting there? I am apparently, uh, this is my friend Jane, and um, I'm apparently like, she's just walking away from me very angry, and I'm going, wait! <laughs> wait, change the speech problem to forced choke. <laughs> <laughs> but Cherba, why? <laughs> why not? Uh, more visual gags on an audio show. <laughs> Never gets old. Uh... My hope is that my hope is that there'll be enough visual gags that the audio listeners will hear that they'll start just watching the stream too. That is a good idea because it's the stream that makes money. Uh. <laughs> like thousands, thousands of a cent. You're a thousandths heir. <laughs> Watch the stream, or so help me, we will go and find someone desperate enough to advertise with us. Oh God. <laughs> Friday Night Unless Party Line is brought to you by Audible. <laughs> <laughs> well, they sponsor everyone else, I suppose. <laughs> right? But no, Mitomo, I think, is actually really fun because um, yeah. uh, because you go through and you answer enjoyable. these questions and you get these, you get, like, your friends will answer questions too and you can see them and you get, like, some of my friends answer, like, really personal questions. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, there's, like, some really dark answers, you know, and then yeah. you can respond and it's kind of like, it's just like, it's kind of like a way to just be social and kind of talk to each other in, like, a very casual way and about stupid questions, but yeah, usually, it, uh, you know, it comes out pretty nicely. I mean, like, uh, there's some friends that really use it to uh, talk about all sorts of issues. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, it's like, what do you think of when you hear the word ninja? <laughs> that is a heated issue. That I know. is. And I said, uh, verse Daredevil, or something like that. <laughs> well, apparently, like, the first movie uh, Rim ever saw at a theater was the Care Bears movie. I think mine was, like, Rainbow Bright or something like that. <laughs> I think mine was Pokemon. I think mine was the Pokemon movie. Jesus, I saw that in <laughs> college. <laughs> I think I, I think mine was probably like ET or something like that. Da, da, Maybe a Disney da, movie. I have no da, idea. Da, da. Oh my god! Wait, anyhow, Pokemon movie was the first movie. What? The? <laughs> I don't know. I think it was a long time ago. No, I know. I'm just thinking. Like, I remember going to see that in college to a night showing, and there was no one in the theater other than us because we were like the crazy, you know, college kids going to a kids movie. <laughs> and everyone thought you were high. Yeah, well, that movie was really for people that were on drugs because, like, it had these like weird, 
like interludes where they just show like the one Pokemon, but like repeat it with like a display that was kind of like swirling. Yeah. And then the uh, and then Pikachu's speech as relayed by Meowth. Christ, I don't even remember the first movie I saw. Oh my god, that's the only Pokemon movie I've ever seen. Ah, oh, you're missing out. There's the one where this big lion thing is really all rapey. Oh, sounds great. Did <laughs> you say rapey? <laughs> I did. It's really sounds messed great, up. Victor? It's really messed up. Pokemon is real different now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like, whoa, they really grew up. Yeah, it was really creepy. Like it kidnaps um, Ash's mom or something, or... I remember nice. the worst you had to worry about was like that Jinx was in blackface. I think that's it for the Mito. I mean, is there really anything yeah, else to I discuss don't... about it? Or? I don't know. I mean, I'm really excited to see how it'll tie into future incarnations of the console and the, the console software for like the 3DS and stuff. Because what you're effectively doing is you're making a me and you're associating it with your Nintendo account. So is that like going to be like your Xbox Xbox uh, Live avatar? Is this going to be like your canonical me? That, that's, I mean, that time could be interesting, but you know, then it's like, what, what do they do with it? If it's just a representation, like I, I barely ever think about my, my Xbox avatar like kate likes to mess with it every now and then but i, I really don't think about it that much <laughs> i would like and to note that me and adam are old men and uh <laughs> you know <laughs> speak for yourself we're not, punk, we're not punk kids that's probably uh <laughs> what really is getting involved here right there is at max scotia you're 32 30 36 30 okay so there's yeah. like legitimately like a, a 10 year difference max between the youngest person here and the oldest person here. Adam's older than me. Adam, what? I'm sorry, I turned 37 in February. Wow. So youthful looking. Very youthful You've looking. You've never guessed that he's old as shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's, why, that's why he's lost all his hair, because he's... <laughs> the, my, middle, my middle name is Methuselah. <laughs> <laughs> my point is, though, I think uh, this app would be really... I would be, like, super into this app in, like, college or something like that, where it would be like, oh, these girls and people I know that I really want to get a lot of information out of. Like, this wow, would be, like, way to turn it way. super creepy. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just saying it would be all these girls that I really want to get a lot of information out of. Well, no, I mean it's just like casual conversation, and you you know some people like somebody's watching me. It's Scott. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. No, but I mean, I mean, like really, I mean, you know. It, it could be a way to get closer to people around you that are your friends. I mean, so how is it any different than like a Facebook or a Twitter or something other than well, it's because got more it's structured? Yeah, it's structured. I mean, Facebook isn't asking you a question every day to like answer and then you know get you like involved. Oh yeah. God, we've put that idea out there. I know, <laughs> right? Jesus. If 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 it does well enough, Facebook will add that. Yeah, I mean, come yeah, on. I mean. Yeah. So the last thing I want is like before you log into Facebook, answer this twenty-two question survey. Oh no! Well, I mean, the great yeah. thing about it is that it does have um, a very easy mechanical exit from the from the questions. Like you can either answer a question or you can skip it, and I'll say, yeah, no, it's cool. You can answer it whenever; it doesn't really matter. Yeah, 
it's pretty cool. Like, you don't have to like. It's not like enter right now or you'll never. All your friends <laughs> won't like you and you'll never learn. It's not like your me is holding a knife to unless itself. Unless you toss your penis Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, it does have questions. It has questions like, you know, like how many people are you going to date in your life or whatever. I, and I'm just like, oh, awesome. I had no <laughs> idea what that flowers question was about. I have about. no idea what that is, but it's apparently about dating. But that's I don't gotta understand. be a Japanese thing. So it seems like it's like a. Uh, it seems like there's a bit of a question that should have gone into like a paragraph, but yeah. then it doesn't do that, and it just talks about, well, how many people are you gonna date? Like, I mean, it doesn't what? even tell you that before you answer the question. It's like, how many flowers are going are to be blooming in your lifetime? And I'm like, the fuck is that? <laughs> oh, three? Yep. <laughs> I don't know. It's really weird. It's a bizarre question. But, uh, like, here's one. Are you a, My little me is asking me am, if I'm a good liar. And I'm not really quite sure how to answer that <laughs> question. Uh, question there. Victor, whatever, however you answer, it'll prove that you're a good liar. <laughs> or at least people think I'm a good liar. Yeah. Am I a good liar? Yes. <laughs> there we go. Oh. I think it's neat. I think it's interesting. I mean, I'm interested to see how where where they take it from here, if anywhere. So that's one of those things to watch. Yeah. That's one of those things where like eighty percent of the people that are on, you're on your friends are going to stop using it after like three days. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I will say this: uh, Kyle A. Bear is a Mitomo fiend. <laughs> well, there's going to be, like I said, there's going to be like tw- like ten, five, ten percent of the people that are going to get really, really into it, and you're going to mm-hmm. be talking to them a lot. Yeah. All right. So next and last subject is. Um, the very sad, it's a very sad thing. Uh, NASA has unfortunately had to take to uh, Twitter and Facebook to go around and say that, um, basically tell, correct people on their horrible thoughts, uh, horrible misconceptions about things like climate change and other, th- uh, climate change and other thing that NASA is doing. <laughs> Shut up, you. I need uh, to break these climate chains. <laughs> <laughs> um... Oh god! And they have to argue with people, and um, I kind of want to bring up how this is really sad that the, and how it's kind of symptomatic of the fact that experts, due to the due to the type of rhetoric that's been going on in the media landscape and social media and everything, how experts are not treated as experts anymore. And well, we got the internet. I read an article. I'm now an expert. Come on. I mean. Jeez, you're you have me, and you're you're saying I'm an expert on politics. I just read a bunch of internet articles. No, but here's the thing: you have. I'm not saying you're an absolute expert. I'm saying you have higher expertise than me, who basically knows and cares yeah, for nothing you, about politics. Yeah, but if you view everybody on that scale, then everybody's like an expert on some subject. I'm a masturbation expert. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're an art, you're a uh, artisanal wooden cockring expert. <laughs> Compared to me, you are. You know. No, I mean? I'd say he is. I'd say Cherba is legitimately an expert on artisanal wooden cockring. It was a long study. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm bummed. Hours for the varnish to dry. Get good scrub. Explicit tag. Good night, everybody. Uh, Animaniacs on Netflix. That will uh, that will end me. So, uh, you know, I mean, I, there was just a quote about uh, what Sarah Palin just said that she was more of a science a scientist than uh, Bill Nye was. <laughs> Isn't that like? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. It is you to laugh. 
You didn't see that? It's, it's all over the place right oh, now. Oh, my God. Here we go. Um, Sarah Palin, Bill no, Nye. She's, she's right. right. Yeah, well, that's the funny... That is actually kind of the funny part. <laughs> because Bill Nye, the science guy, isn't a scientist. He's a mechanical engineer. No, I know. Well, you, your degree doesn't necessarily mean she what you are. Like, for example, I have a biotechnology degree, which is a uh, science degree, but I am an, I work in IT, so I'm still not a scientist when I'm yeah, but she's, as an IT person. she's not... She has no freaking clue about the difference between, a, like, his mechanical engineering degree and him being a scientist. Her statement was, oh, "I'm not a scientist. He's not, no one's a no one's really a scientist. It's, it's nothing." No, there like, are people who are pretty objectively scientists. Nut job, like she is. <laughs> That's like saying the. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I mean, well, come on. It, you know, the problem is, is there are subjects where you can get away with being like a, uh, you know, just a amateur like follower of, and there are subjects that you, you know, are legitimately just more educated on that subject than most people. Yeah. And uh, it's hard to make that difference. And some people can become that without a degree, and some people, you know, have all the credentials and they get it from like, you know, diploma mail and like, <laughs> so it's really hard. I mean, we live in a, we live in an age where like there are, you know, you can get a PhD fairly easily. So it's, it can be hard to figure out who is a legitimate expert on a subject. But people come going and, and arguing with NASA about NASA things. Oh no. I mean, obviously, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> let's be real. I'm talking about the general. I'm talking about the general like decay of uh, people not trusting experts over time. Yeah. Not, not the, not that the people. They, you know, the problem is, is NASA. You know, is at some level has some aspect of a political uh, aspect to it. You know, it has appointees. It, uh, it has a budget that it has to get from like, uh, you know, Congress. And uh, so people are always going to assume that they're going to toe the line of whoever's giving them the money. So they're not going to trust their expertise because they're going to let the politics get involved into it. I mean, that's where the that's where the problems. That's where you run into some issues. Well, I think we're at a point where I think we're at a point where that since because almost everything has a little bit of politics in it, anybody who decides that anyone else has even the tiniest affiliation with any remotely political group is immediately like in league with that group and has an agenda so, that is politically motivated <laughs> rather than, hey, these numbers say a thing and these numbers mean a thing. They'll go, oh, well, those numbers, no, I can make numbers mean a thing. This too means thy Wednesday now because I'm a scientist now. Ooh, it's like they don't understand how the process works. So what does that mean? Are we moving like fact? <laughs> so what does that mean? Are we moving into an, uh, an a, a, a post-authority age? We're already in a post-fact age. People like I could I could say that gravity pulls down, and they'd be like, "You're a lefty." No, it doesn't. <laughs> if there's one thing that I've learned from Reddit, it's that well, there's two things really. <laughs> it's that people can always argue their position and think that makes them correct, no matter how fucking stupid they are. You should hear some of the shit people say about journalism. It's Anybody, any, shit up the walls, idiotic. Anybody and, can be a journalist. I just have to, yeah, take, I I just have to look and write something down. I mean, come on. Please no. <laughs> Please don't do that. You're, you're, you are, you are physically hurting him. 
it's, it's <laughs> like not well that's the thing it's like not even that hard to find out about journalism this is not secret arcane knowledge <laughs> I, have WordPress, I have a wordpress account i'm a journalist Yo, but I read a wiki article on journalism. <laughs> I've read Wikipedia article. I have. I met someone who said that, and like my initial reaction, just like right on, like just turned right around. It's like I will turn you into an inverted pyramid. <laughs> but this is not where the problem lies. Where the problem lies is that when an actual expert comes along and says, "No, that's not really how it works." Here, let me fill you in. They turn around and go. Oh, you're condescending. You're wrong. You're a bar. You're a dick. You're, you're fake an elitist. Whatever, you know. whatever else comes to mind, they I all they want to do is discredit you so that their opinion can remain fact. Right. So it goes into opinion hominem, which is exactly what you see. It's because it's exactly what you see in the article above, where people are like, "Oh, NASA can't trust them." It's like, well, who who the hell are you going to trust if you don't trust NASA? Some guy on the internet who has a who has a website. That's, it's like. Isn't that so many points. Look, you can you can say, "Oh, well, authorities are all these guys are all in league." But at some point, you have to decide on on what is a credible source of information. And then at that point, you have to come with you have to come to grips that there is somebody who is making the exact same argument, quote unquote, arguments because they're not actual arguments that you're saying that these other places are incredible, making it about the thing that you say is credible. And at that point, how can you stand and say that this is that all these are bad, but mine is good? And you have to come to grips with the fact that it, the only reason you think yours is good is because it agrees with you. Victor, Victor, that- Victor, you're just you're just a bought out chill for Monsanto. Yeah. I, Shit, I think who told you? Some- <laughs> I think there's also some psychological stuff going on there. I think that part of the reason that some of these people deny that authorities in a field have any authority or knowledge in the field is because they argue a point as if they had some authority and know that they do not. So they assume that anybody else is just like them and can't possibly know something that they don't. Ergo, if they say something that's true that the person didn't know, then they must be lying because that's what they do. Like, they see themselves in the authority that they're trying to argue with. That I think is that, that's, that might be part of it. That is some serious deep shit you just put yeah. down there, Adam. <laughs> I like when you it. think about that it, was, it makes sense. I think that's it's the like, most intelligent thing I, that, that's been said today. With respect to the other guests. <laughs> But like when you think about it, it it makes sense because uh, in general, I mean, this is a very generalized statement, and not certainly not true for everybody. But human beings have a tendency to see things in other human beings that they see in themselves. So somebody who is uh, habitually dishonest or trying to pull one over on other people is going to assume that a lot of people are doing the same to them. I would, and this is all conjecture on my part. I'm not saying that this is fact, but that would be my my guess would be that the people who argue authority the most try to argue from a point of authority when they know they really deep down don't really have any and maybe aren't as as intelligent as they are passing themselves off to be or informed as they pass themselves off to be so yeah, I think like it, I said they, I think informed is definitely more on the I think it's definitely more informed rather than intelligent because you can be extremely intelligent mm-hmm. and be woefully uninformed oh yeah I mean it's just the sad 
I mean, the first couple of years of me doing, you know, audio work was basically me bullshitting the entire time whenever I talked to a client until I learned enough about it that I wasn't bullshitting anymore. So Yeah, I mean, that's uh, it's also like as soon as you start thinking everybody has an agenda too, how can you trust an expert? Like when you're, you know, you find out that the oil industry has been covering up the you know, uh, climate change and uh, how much oil is affecting, you know, the amount of carbon in the air. Like, uh, you know, it's hard for you then to trust those experts. I mean, that's the problem once you everything is politicized and, and you know, like, the financial backing and these, you know, people try to circumvent processes that used to be pure but probably were never actually pure. Uh, we just know a lot about it now. So it, it, you just become more skeptical. I mean, and, and unfortunately, but, you go too far. Uh, but the problem is there are people, the people who doubt the, who, you know, who go in, they say, okay, well, these experts are bought out. The problem is that they de- they then don't go all the way down. I mean, if you want to take that con- if you want to take that route, they don't go all the way down to what is effectively trying to get the first principles about the whole th- about all the the whole situation, wherein they then would figure out that okay, at some point you have to trust someone other than myself. Right. Why would I trust anybody but myself? <laughs> Well, and they, but the thing is that they they end up trusting somebody. I mean, most of the most of the information that they get is not it's bad or untrue, but it doesn't come from them. They didn't think it up themselves. They got it from somewhere. So you have people who will turn to things like the medical mediums, so that quack doctor who's uh. like, I can psychically contact you and then determine what's ailing you and prescribe the appropriate homeopathy for it. And, you know, he'll never be sued because he's not going to kill anybody because homeopathy doesn't do anything. But if you have somebody who believes that guy and says, well, all the government agencies are bought out by drug companies and this, that, and the other, so why are you trusting some guy on the internet who has nothing to back him up other than quotes that he posted on his website? Because I got news for you. I could do the same thing in about an hour. <laughs> Dude, my dad sends me political emails that are just forwards that everyone else gets, but he gets them from his doctor friend, and he says, this guy's a doctor, and he believes this email. So, you know I mean, Scott you know Johnson. Ben Carson's a doctor, too. I'm just saying. Scott like, Johnson, no, I mean, your dad is a gem. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, that's, but, you know, my dad's not unique. No. <laughs> and these people that are questioning, you know, NASA, you know, they're, they're doing the same thing. I'm going to lower my voice so my own dad doesn't hear me. But my dad sends me <laughs> a lot of those emails, too. And they get routed right into a Gmail label called Dad. <laughs> Automatically. I don't even get it in my inbox. It just whoosh, right in there. <laughs> If I call, if I get on the phone and talk about politics to my father, it's like a case of, hey, did you see that stupid thing the party did? Yeah, that was fucking stupid, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think that uh, like we're taught, we're taught as a society, we taught, we, we're taught that like questioning things is good, right? I mean, you, we want to question different things uh, to make sure that it's uh, right. Anyway, wait, wait, wait. It depends. It depends who you're brought up by. Yeah. I but mean, you would think that the people who would then never question authority be more inclined to believe the authority and not the other way around. Yeah, but they question their authority, which is in contradiction of like actual, you know, factual things out there. 
Which goes back to what I said in the beginning, where somebody who does not have the information or the actual authority questions those who do because they don't have it themselves. Ergo, they suspect everybody else. If I don't have this information, this information must not exist. Ergo, whoever says says they have this information is a liar. Right. It is the work of the devil. There's got to be there's got to be a name for that logical path that logical it's not like a, a logical fallacy, fallacy argument else because it's it's like an illogical thought you know I don't have the information ergo nobody can have the information so you must be lying yeah like that uh, is that like a modus ponens modus tollens I have to, I have to go look all those up because it doesn't follow right it, it's it's one of those things that doesn't connect uh, I am on your logical fallacy is dot com. <laughs> um, oh, uh, it, it, it seems like it falls on. Uh, it's not quite personal incredulity. It's not quite. Which that. one's that? Is that um, the, saying the, I that? Don't you, it's saying saying that because one finds something difficult to understand that it's therefore not true. I mean, it's close, yeah, but it's, it's not right there. It's like a mix between that uh, appeal to authority, or rather, lack of authority, I guess, or. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe no true Scotsman in no, there. It's it's kind of a weird weird mix of those. It's definitely a fallacy, and it probably has a name. But so if any of you guys out there are listening and yeah. know this stuff better than we do, please let us know because we'd be interested to I, at least I'd be interested to I, find out if there's a name for that specific thing. No, no, I'm interested too. Uh, hit us up via Twitter um, or the comment on the. The, you know the thing, the YouTube comment section, whatever. Especially if you're an actual but not just a coder who read the fucking <laughs> page on Wikipedia about logical right. fallacies during your logic class in uni. <laughs> if you're if you're just finished your first philosophy class at university and you you're going to post a link to a Wikipedia article, just don't, no, that's not that's not what I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah, no, no. I really no. hope. I- I really hope that you're not listening to this podcast thinking that you're listening to experts. If you go to your professor and ask them and have them contact us, then we're okay. Yeah, all right. There you go. And we're experts in some things. I have a master's in education in art. I have a bachelor's in uh, cinema, television, art. I would like to note uh, we have not talked about education or art. (laughs) Not today. (laughs) Not today, but someday. (laughs) I am by no means an expert. I am informed, but I am not an expert. I think that's one of the great. Th- I think that's one of the thing about one thing about people who are actually experts in things, and I've ac- I've noticed this that if that when people are actually experts in a thing, the first thing they'll say is the first thing they'll do is recognize that either they don't know everything because frankly it's right. impossible to know everything, or they will say or they will you know go out of their way to point out that. You know, a lot of this is based on their own experience and opinions, and they will qualify how much they know versus people who don't, who very obviously don't know a damn thing about what they're talking about, who go out of their way to say that they do know just about everything about it. The, the, it's, they go into the this, more you, um, the more you un- know, the the more you know, the less qualified you are. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the only realm that doesn't happen in is politics because if you admit not knowing something, you lose. So like there is a big heavy price yeah. to to just being like completely self assured. Sadly, coming saying that you are completely self-assured and acting that way, even when you have no information, experience, or anything to offer, <laughs> Trump seems to get people lots of votes for some reason. I love uh, my my little brother. <laughs> the other day, he asked me if I wanted to hear a joke. I said, "What is it?" He says, "Donald Trump." <laughs> oh, 
He'll only be a joke when he loses. Right now, he's no joke. He's too scary. Yeah, he's too scary. Uh, Do you see his uh, his campaign manager? What she did? She quit punched a journalist and then went to. The, oh no, the other one. Okay. She, she, no, no, this is a different person. No, no, no. This and is it's not your campaign manager. Yeah, his campaign manager quit. And then went to the media and was like, yeah, he was only supposed to come in second and then quit. We didn't think he was going to win, and now he's, like, turned into this egomaniacal lunatic, and we can't stop him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. There's also GOP Senator Shelley Moore Capito is saying, yeah, we're actually really worried that Trump is basically going to cost us this entire election. (laughs) Uh, Ted Cruz has released a statement saying that he won't ban dildos if he becomes president, because that is obviously on the top of it. Wait, wait. But isn't he a serial killer? I'm sorry, Cherba. I need a link to that. That seems (laughs) amazing. (laughs) How? Why would you even need to comment on that? Like, <laughs> oh no, you have not heard. Anyhow. Wait, have you actually heard oh. the story? Oh my god! Story? No, no, no. In Texas, when he was a uh, he was uh, a lawyer, uh, he brought a case. He argued a case saying that <laughs> that we did not, you did not have a right to masturbation and sex oh my toys. God. Sex toys. You they they were trying to get rid of the ban on sex toys in Texas, and he was arguing to keep the ban. Saying that you didn't have a constitutional right to uh, masturbate. <laughs> yes, just masturbate with a gun. That'll solve the problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly. <laughs> hey, you know that's what they do in Texas. Come on. Comfortable. Jesus. Wow. That's, that is unbelievable. That is a uh, U.S. presidential candidate for a major party <laughs> right now. <laughs> The one who's. Uh, <laughs> I would like to note also the one that Adam just said was less scary than Trump. <laughs> I had okay. said previously that they were all less scary than Trump, and no less um, less. Uh, what was the word that I used? Less appalling or something like that. However, it did not get them in the range of yeah, that person's an actual candidate. Skojo, a Moab is less scary than a nuke, but that doesn't mean it's not still scary. <laughs> it's like. You know, you could say that you could say that some some places on Voat are not as bad as other places on Voat, but it's all still Voat. What the hell is Voat? It's that horrible. It's basically a Reddit ripoff for people who were so offended by oh, all of the superstitions of like Coontown okay. being. No, 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 no. Off, I'm uh, with you. I'm. I know what you're talking about now. Vote. Got it. Well, yes, but now I'm still just continuing this explanation for the audience since I started. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, all of the places that got kicked off Reddit, of all places, for being two fucking shitty garbage people. Yeah, vote is basically where they went. It is a hive of child porn, gamer gators, racism, and other scum to file for pretty much anywhere else on the internet, except for some of the nastier parts of 4chan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, for, when 4chan kicks you off of their main boards, you know you're doing something wrong. <laughs> Oh my yeah, God, so the specific right that Ted Cruz was arguing against was that there was no right to stimulate one's genitals. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> he is a genital. They interviewed his roommate that really, like, hates him. And uh, he, he said, that would be, uh, that must have been a newly found position for him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like his old college roommate bashing him online. Oh yeah, his college roommate like hates him. <laughs> I am going to be very, 
very interested to see what presidential elections are going to be like 10, 15 years down the line. I really oh, hope that this. I hope that this election is an anomaly and we get back to some sort of normalcy in the next elections. 10, 15, I, 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 you know. 10, 15 years, the parties will have been replaced with, uh, it'll be like, there'll be the FARC party, the 4chan party, and the, uh, like, Reddit party. And, and Ron Paul will still like be, and, and Ron Paul and Rand Paul will it'll still It'll be Robert, it'll be Robot, Robot Rand. Robot Rand. Ron Paul. Yeah, Robot Ron Paul. Ron Rand Paul's head. It'll be Futurama. Yeah, that's it. Bernie, uh, Bernie's actually suing a libertarian T-shirt site, which, as kind of a surprise for a libertarian, anything actually has some kind of funny shirts. <laughs> but why they, is he suing them? Because they put a drawing of him on a T-shirt that says "Bernie is my comrade" with a bunch of other so-called socialist people, which is basically Marx. <laughs> Lenin, I don't think they're going to win that suit. Yeah, I don't think there's anything illegal about that. Yeah, it is clear parody. Like, even though it's kind of, that one's not one of the funny ones that they have. That's kind of a shitty one. Yeah. (laughs) That also may not be enacted by him. That may be someone in his campaign looking to try and spook someone into stopping making a t-shirt. Good luck with that, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Because that's always worked in the past. (laughs) Uh... Hmm. Yeah, if, I, if I was him, I would be like, guys, guys, leave, leave it alone, guys. <laughs> Just leave it alone. Don't give them any attention. It is the lawyers working at the direction of the Sanders campaign. <laughs> so not necessarily uh, Sanders himself. Yeah. Not necessarily Sanders himself, but he is the one at the head of the campaign, so the buck does stop there, unfortunately, yeah. for him. Yeah, again... If I was him, I would avoid giving them any kind of attention because that will just make more people go to the site. Streisand effect and all that. Yep. I would avoid it. (laughs) Who doesn't want a t-shirt that says, Trump, we shall overcome? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I do want that shirt. Um all right, folks. Well, anyways, this has been a great show. Lots of uh, good... Oh, thank you for the link, Jerb. I will will put that in the the show notes, too. Um... Lots of great discussion and uh, good times. All right. Well, thank you to Adam, Scott Johnson, Cherba for a fantastic show. And uh, you'll hear from us next time on Acceptable Vices when we do a show about something, I'm sure. At any rate, uh, this is Victor Frost. And uh, you'll hear from us next time on Acceptable Vices. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.